Okay, we are learning daf ayin hey, and we're at starting the two dots, two lines down. In solunas pasach, not allowed to roast the pasach. The mission went on to say on a metal spit or on a grill, and the issue here is, is that the carbon pasach, the meat has to be roasted directly only from the, uh, from the fire. And if there's another type of some of of conductor of heat that might have gotten warmed up by the fire, and that will that will cook the meat, then that will be a problem that it's roasted also from something else. And that's why you can't use a metal spit or putting it on a grill because it's not direct exposure to the fire. So now the, then the Mishnah said right afterwards that Gamliel told Tevi his slave go out to roast the carbon pesach on the grill. So the Gemara asked, "My so let's start. What's going on? First, you tell me in the Mishnah." that you're not allowed to roast the carbon pesach on a grill because it's not directly exposed to the fire. And then right after that, you bring a story where Gamaliel did that with Tevi. So what's the, what's the correct truth? The Gemara says, the sewer master of the mission is This is what the mission is saying. Even though we said you can't put it onto a grill because it will, it will get heated up in the grill, not directly from the fire. But if there's a big hole, uh, there's a big hole in the grill. It's actually not that different than what we have today with like a, a grate. So let's imagine there was a very large gap and the carbon pasach didn't have to rest on the grates itself. You could just put it on some sort of spit and then put it uh, between the gap and the holes uh, so it would be directly exposed to the fire. So even though around it is a, is, is a grill, that's not a problem. And that's what they were backing up from the story from Rabbi Sadiq Maizra, Rabbi Kamlil, Shamal, Tevi, Avdo, Rabbi Kamlil said to Tevi, his slave, say, slay, lano, is a pasach, go roast for us the carbon pasach, ala askalam, new kevets, it should be done on a grill that had a big hole. So bottom line is, uh, the only thing you have to care about is that all the meat is directly exposed to the fire. It can't be rasting on something else, which is a great conductor of heat. That's the, that's the issue. So a grill that's not, doesn't have a hole, so it's going to be resting on the grill itself and not directly exposed to the fire, so that's no good. That will be without just direct exposure to the fire. But as long as there's a big hole and it will be directly exposed to the fire, the fact that there is a grill here is not an issue. Continues the Gemara, very lumdish child, which brings us back to something that we learned on Daf Chavav. So let's just recap something very, very simple, but that we saw back on Chavav. What happens when um, you use fuel to bake bread and the fuel is Yisuri HaNas? Let's say you lose, use some shells of like Yisuri HaNas, some Arla or something like that, some Kilia Karim, that's the fuel. So the question is basically, as the fuel, as the, 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 the Yisuri HaNas are being burned, that's what's creating, generating the heat. So one opinion, Rebbe held that we view Yeshvach eats in Bapas. We view as if the the, 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 the the benefit of the consumption of the Yisri is going into the bread itself. The bread is now Asr as well because it's made from the consumption of the food, which is Yisri That's Rebbe's opinion. So the Gemara continues here with Let's say you fire up an oven using peels from fruits that come from Arla. So they're all Asr So then if you would bake the bread with them there as they're getting consumed, they're making the heat. So we know that's Asr. But what about here? Garfo. You cleaned it all out. Meaning you fired it up. You made a lot of heat. And then, and then once the heat is all trapped in the oven, you cleared away all the fuel. So all that's left is the heat. The heat is retained very well in the oven because it's a closed area, but the fuel itself is all cleared away. And then I put in the bread. So the bread was never actually there with the Yisri themselves. The bread was there only with the heat, which was generated from the Yisri So the Divriya Oser, according to the one that answers it, which is Rebbe. Rebbe holds Yeshvach Eitzim Bapas. So the bread, which is baked, the bread which is baked 
with the appeals of the Surya Hanah is forbidden, Mahu. Here, what's the halacha? What's the din? So if it's very lamda shashayla, because the heat is the heat from the Surya Hanah. But there's no presence of the Surya Hanah at the time that the bread is put in the oven. So he said the pasta's mutter. So seemingly, what's the idea of the pasta's mutter? You could look at this in different ways. But the first way to look at that is that you could say heat is not considered fire. Basically, Fire is the consumption, the flames, whatever it is that are created when the peels get burned. Those are considered the, 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 the effect of the Surya Hana. The heat that's retained after the fuel is, 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 is moved away, that's just the power of the oven. That's just the fact that, that it's in a closed space, so it stays hot. But that's not the power of the fuel itself. It's not considered fire. That would be the lumbus that the Gemara thinks in the, in the outside. So the Gemara says, and this now we'll see what we're learning about this year. Let's imagine you do the exact same thing with a carbon pasach. So instead of roasting it over an open fire, here you took fuel, you made a fire, okay? But instead of having it just in the open and putting the meat close to the fire, what you did was you cleared away all the fuel and then all that's retained is the heat. You have the heat that was from the fire that's left in the oven. The oven is piping hot but there's no presence of fuel, there's no flames here, and you stick the carbon Pesach into that very hot oven. What is the din? It's not kosher. What do you mean? It's not boiled, there was no water here, but the teretz is, it's called said in the it didn't just say once that it should be fire roasted, it said it twice. So why did the Torah say it twice? When the Torah is saying it twice, it's telling you it only works if the fire is present. Very, very, it's like a drasha. It's not a svar. Misvar, you would say it's fire roasted because the heat is from the fire. It's not indirect. It's not shot. It's getting heated up from the oven. It's getting heated up directly from the fire. Just the fire is already gone. But that's also called directly. That's what we would have said. And since the Torah said sliesh twice, we make a drasha and we expound. No, the fire has to physically be present. If all that's left is the heat that was generated by the fire and now it's trapped by the oven, that's not kosher. So we can infer. The only reason it's no good is because the Torah said sliesh twice. That's why we say for the carbon Pesach, it's not valid. Hello, Had the Torah not written sliesh a second time, I may have said sliesh, it is called fire roasted. Why? Because the heat, what's the source of the heat? The fire. So who cares if the fire is present or it's the heat from it? Either way, how do you cook something directly exposed to a fire? There is a fire, there's heat, and as long as it's, it's exposed to the heat that's from the fire, that's fire roasted. So what's the difference if the fuel is present or the fuel is not present? The fire is here, the fire is not there. You're always looking for the heat that's from the fire. That's what you would have said logically. So so to here... If I go back to the case of presumably if you stick in the past, it should be also according to Rebbe, because if Rebbe holds that when you, when you bake bread with Yisuri Hanav fuel, it becomes Aser. Here it's considered that I baked it with Yisuri Hanav fuel. Even though the Yisuri Hanav wasn't present in the oven at the time that I stuck in the bread, but it's still considered to be the, the, the heat of the Yisuri Hanav. That was the Gemara's original hatter. The way the Gemara thought of the hatter was is that heat that's left from fuel is not called the fuel itself. It's called like a different entity. It's just called like something indirect. That's what we thought the hetar was. But the Gemara is asking, then why would one say without a drush of sliage two times that you could cook the carbon pesach with it if the heat is not really considered direct from the fire? Must be, it's called, it is direct from the fire. If it's called that it's direct from the fire, even though the, the fuel is not there, so going back to Rebbe, why is the bread, in fact, mutter? That's the question of the Gemara. So the Gemara explains two answers. For first, the Gemara says, You're right. In Svara, I would say that heat is considered, 
is considered the, 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 the fuel itself. There's no difference whether the fuel is present or not. But, yeah, but now the Torah said Sli'ish twice, which said that for the carbon Pesach, it has to be fire roasted directly when the fire is there. And if heat's there, that's not good enough. And now we learn from there. Meaning we don't just say, oh, it was a random Xeris Akasov in the laws of carbon Pesach that said that you can't roast it over the heat that's left from the fuel. We derive Vashtet in the Xeris Akasov. What are we learning from here? We're learning that no, fire roasted means only when the fire is present. And heat is viewed as a separate entity. It's basically the heat that's left after the fuel is gone is no longer considered the, uh, uh, direct, di- di- direct from the fire. It's considered indirect. So too, if I have heat that's left from the Surya Hana and then I stick in the bread, the bread would be mutter. We could goof a learn from carbon Pasach. And the second answer, now the Gemara splits hairs here. Viva is saying, in the case of the carbon Pasach, I would say, the Torah only cares about the type of heat that you have. So it's a type of heat from a fire. Whether or not the fire is there or it's not there, but the type of heat is heat that's generated from a fire. It's a din in the type of heat. That's why I would have said in Svar that even if you shovel away all of the fuel, but it's still called fire roasted because we're looking for a type of cooking. The type of cooking that it is is the same regardless whether the fuel is present. It's the heat that's always generated from the fire that's cooking. What's the difference if the fire is there or not? But in the case of the Arla fruit, what's the issue in front of us? The issue is whether the Isuri Hanoah, whether the status of the Isuri Hanoah and the fuel went to the bread. So I would say, it's in the Isuri Hanoah, the Torah cares about using the Asur Tikka wood. But let's do, they're not here. So what's the Gemara's point? The point of the Gemara is, you're not going to say Yishvach Eitzim Bapas if the pas does not overlap with the bread. If the pas didn't overlap with the bread, just the the... the I'm sorry, that was the wrong word. If the pasta doesn't overlap with the wood, if the wood was present when the bread was there, then I can say it is as if the, the, the fuel, as if the wood went to the bread. But if the fuel was cleared away and the wood is gone and all that is left is the heat generated by the fuel, I'm not going to say the wood went into the, the status of the wood went into the bread. So in the case over there, if you clear it away, it's fine. You're not going to say Yishvach eats the pas if the Yishvach is not present with the pas. The fact that the heat that's left is called, it's called from the pot, is called from the fuel, isn't going to make a shvach eitzim bapas. So the distinction that we're making is one is a din in the type of heat and one is a din in the status of the Yisuri Hana. By carbon Pesach, I, don't, I couldn't care less whether there's fire or there's wood. I care about how is it cooking. It's cooking from heat that's direct from a fire. So whether the, fu- the fuel is there or the fuel is not there, the fire is present, the fire is not present, if the heat is from the fire, it's kosher. That, if not for the second Shnei Pa'amim, that it's at Sliyesh. Masha'enkin, Legabe, the Klipe Arla that were cleared away, the question is the status of the wood impacting the bread. For the status of the wood to impact the bread, the wood has to be there. Very Gishmakal here in the Gemara. Okay, so now the Gemara continues more about what it means to fire roast something. So this is a very, very general sugi now, what the status of coals are in terms of halacha of Eish. You cut up, you cut the Karm Pesach and make an incision in it. It doesn't mean you, you break it into a bunch of pieces, right? We're just saying you, you make like slices in it so that it can roast a little bit quicker, you know, like you do with the hot dogs. Okay, so you're, because again, it has to be kept in one part. So you, you slice and you put it over coals. So you're, there's no fire, there's just coals. So Rebbe Omer, Omani suggests Liesh. This is called fire roasted. Why? Because it sounds like he holds that even though there's no live fire, but a flickering coal, that, that's considered a chafsa of Eish. That's called Liesh. 
So the Gemara says, He had a question about this. Is it true that Rebbe's opinion is that coals are considered fire minute? We'll look at this price. I was talking about the din of tzaras. You could have spots in the body coming from different types of places. So one of the things is, If there's a burn from fire, somebody got a burn, and then the spot turned like discolored into a certain nega of tzaras. So there's certain forms to that. I would say it's only if the discoloration came from the fire it was burned from like a live fire, like a flame touched the skin. Let's say it was burned with coal or had ashes. All sorts of hot lime or some other material here, another type of lime. Or anything which comes from fire, which means what? Or anything heated up by fire. So what then mean I? And how do I know that all of this could make the dinam tsaras of mikvas ish, even though the lashon of the pasuk was ish? It said a bunch of times the word mikva, a burn, to say no matter how the burn happened. No matter how the burn happened, it's all in the category of discoloration of Taras from Mechvasish. So, it's only because the Torah said the word Mechva twice. The Torah not said the word twice. I would have said that coals are not considered like fire. Coals were something which had to be included. We didn't intuitively say if it said Mechvasish, we would assume Kachalam are included in Ash. It's only because of the extra Joshua. Mashengen here, by here, by, with Rebbe. In the carbon Pesach, Rebbe was just assuming that flickering coals are considered fire. So which one is it? Are flickering coals considered intuitively like fire or not? So It depends what type of coal. If it's a coal that comes from wood, you don't need a Pesach. If it's a coal that comes from metal, what's the difference? It's just the way it holds the heat. But the, the wood, wood coal that's flickering, the pshat is the fire is really inside it itself. Mashenkin metal, it's just making the metal red hot. That's all that's going on. So the distinction is whether it's the presence of fire. In a, in a wood coal, we see it as a presence of fire in the coal itself. And a metal one, we just see that the fire has impacted the metal to become very hot, but not that there's a presence of, the, of, of fire in the metal itself. So by the price of by Mechvah we're talking about a metal one. Rabbi, what he was saying, it was kosher, a flickering coal for the common Pesach was only referring to a wood one. Says the Gemara and other Kasha. So what did we just come out? Well, that's your conclusion that a metal coal is not considered like fire unless there's an extra pasuk. How do we burn the daughter of a kohen to save the language of the pasuk? The literal pasuk is HD Sorry, in fire she should be burned. This is when a, a, a bas kohen is mazana. So instead of having just a, the simple punishment of chanek, there's a special din that she's besreifa. How do we burn her? They didn't burn her, you know, like throw in her fire, but they made a whole, a whole, a whole lead thing that would melt down and they would pour it inside of her throat. So what do we see? That lead that's heated up, that comes, boy, they, they would melt it down and pour it inside of her is by HT Sarif. How is it by HT Sarif? Evidently, the status of the burned lead, of the melted lead, of the boiling lead is a din of ash. So even though lead is made of metal, we still, it's still a kiyom of the, of ash. So how are we say that a metal coal is not called ash? It's just impacted fire, but it's not fire itself. Here we see it's the HD of burning the Bas coin with hot lead. So the Gemara says, no, shiny awesome. There it's different. It's not intuitively considered like fire. It's an extra word. In fire, she should be burned. So the, the extra word, it comes to include any form of burning that comes from fire. So meaning, as long as it came as a derivative through fire, that's also okay. So that's an extra drasha. Intuitively, gachelam of matachets are not ish. But there is an extra word, tisar, so that's why we include it. So now the Gemara just wants to know, like, what's the deal? What's the background information for this? Kosher ish atzma. Obviously, 
Ultimately, it would be it, it would be fine if you burned her in fire itself. If even burning her in a derivative of fire is good, certainly fire itself. So why don't we just put her around, you know, bundles and branches around her and burn her right there? What is this deal? Where do we get this din from that we burn her with lead? I see it's okay to burn her with the lead, but why are we doing that? So the Mar says, from Nadav and Aviyu, the way they died in Parshishmini. Just as over there, it was the soul that died, but the body was intact, meaning it was a burning on the inside. So the Gemara is a whole drasha about that, how they were, and they were consumed, consumed by the fire when they went into the Kodesh Kadashim, it was only their inside. The bodies were intact, right? The Pasuk afterwards it says to Elazar and Izamar, go remove the bodies. So the bodies were still intact. So just as over there it said Sreifa, and it meant the Sreifa of the inside. So so to hear by the Basco, it means a sreifa only of the inside. How do you burn her only on the inside? Must be you pour the hot lead down her throat. Says the Gemara of Nabal Chamayar, why don't we have boiling water? So it's an interesting question. What the Gemara is saying, if you just throw her into boiling water, the same thing would happen. The body would remain intact. She would just die. But, but the body would remain intact if you threw her in boiling water. So why are you pouring, why are you pouring hot lead down her throat? Why don't you throw her in boiling water? Says the you have, to, you have to be nice to people. So even though you have to execute them and the Torah gives certain parameters how to execute, you choose the, the more favorable execution. The more favorable execution is to pour hot lead, she'll die quicker, less painful than throwing her into boiling water. Says, if there's such a dinner of Rabnachlin, why don't I need the Gzereshava? Meaning, we ask the question why we don't just burn her straight up. We answered Sreifa Sreifa. Why do we need Sreifa Sreifa? Why didn't we just say pouring hot lead is preferable to just burning her with, with, with bundles of straw all around her? So Amri, I would say, you love Gzair Shav, not because Gzair Shav, I have a Sreifa, I'm not Sreifa. I would say burning the inside isn't called Sreifa. I would have said the Chesa of Sreifa is burning the body. So if you're only burning and killing them by pouring the hot lead inside, that's, you can't say, oh, you're not doing what Hashem said to do. Meaning, how would I fulfill the din of trying to be nice? I would say throw in a bunch of bundles of branches to expedite the process. It's a very interesting Gemara. It sounds like the din of Rav Nachman is positive. No matter what you do, you have to try to be nice. The question is just, what would I do? So without Zizirah, I would say the chefs of Zizirah is to burn her body. So you have to burn her with the branches. Ah, Rav Nachman. Oh, throw in a lot of branches to make sure it goes very quickly. Kamash Malan, the Xavier Shabbat, therefore tells us, no. Sreifa, Sreifa says what? That, that, that the burning of the soul is considered a Sreifa. And therefore, obviously, it's going to be better than burning her body. Fine. So now it comes out that we're allowed to burn the Bas coin with anything that's a derivative of fire, even things that aren't fire itself, because of the drush of Tisarif. So the Mar says, El Ba'ish Lamali. Why did the Torah say Ba'ish Tisarif? It almost corrects itself. It says, put her in fire. Then we correct ourselves and we say, Tisarif, even derivative is a fire. So why does it even say Ba'ish at all? It says, Mar Lafuga Evermeikro. It's just coming to exclude lead, which is naturally hot. Sometimes lead can come from the ground naturally hot, but it has nothing to do with fire. So we say that's not go- that's no good. If, 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 it's, if it's heated up by fire, even though it's not a status of fire itself, that's acceptable. But if it's, if, it, if, if it's just naturally hot, then it's no good. Okay, very good. So now we just made a Joshua again. Where are we holding? But H, H can mean even flickering coals of wood, but H cannot mean flickering coals of metal. But by Tisari, if we make a Joshua, then any even derivatives of fire are good. So I'm going to leave here. I'm going to leave here. I'm going to leave here. I'm going to Is it true? Whatever it says, Tisari, by H, Tisari, if we expound and we, and we say any derivatives of heat are good, the cases of the carbonos, the par, the bulls that are burned, sometimes there are t- certain types of carbonos. Where the parim are burned fully. It says burning on wood. It says so. So there's an extra word. So there we say it has to be fire. It can't be boiling lime. 
So what do we see? That even though there's an extra word, Vesarafoso, we still say, Ba'esha's dafka, it has to be a live fire, it cannot, it cannot be lime that was boiled up. So I'm a lay, yeah, because the drush is very different. Achyashta. Hasam ksiv ba'esh. Well, they say sorry. By the Basko, and it says ba'esh, and then it said tisarif. So tisarif adds. The rabbis called sirvas abaz machon ba'esh. We said, even though I said fire, I'm including derivatives of fire. Hachal ksiv ba'esh. First it said, you burn ala etzim, and then ba'esh is the end. Here, fire is at the end. That comes to tell us that the burning that is done must be with dafka ish, with the literal fire, and not derivatives. Says the Gemara, that's not true. There's another pasuk, Hasam Nami, by the burning of the of the parim. Where's the language of the pasuk? Top of the Ahmed Beis. Al Shavach Hadesh and Yisarev on the place where the ashes poured Yisarev it should be burned. So that's the end, right? At first, at the beginning of the pasuk says Vesarvos Ala Eitzav Aish, but then we don't stop there. Continue the pasuk Al Shavach Hadesh and Yisarev. So why isn't the Yisarev come to include other forms of fire? So Ami, we answer Yisarev by Lachatanya. We use the Yisarev to teach us something else, like what it says in the Brice. It says in the Brice Yisarev Avbish Einsham Dashen. The Torah said you put it on the Shavach Hadesh. So Shavach Hadesh is a place where they put the ash. So you would say it's only good if there's already ash that's present there before. Kamashmul, no. Even though there's not actual ash there before, it's good. Another din it should be burned means even though the fire went through most of it, don't stop. Don't stop until a mamish is burned completely, completely. So that's what we darshan from the Yisarev. So there are extra things not to darshan. Instead, what we wanted to darshan that it can include other derivatives of fire. So bottom line is, we're back to where we started. Metal, um, Metal coals are not considered fire. Wood coals are considered fire. But there are sometimes where we darshan by HT, sorry, like by Baskoin to include derivatives of fire. But by, but by Paran, it's rough and that drasha was not available. Says the Gemara. Now we're going back to the, all the way back with Rebbe, right? Remember, Rebbe held that roasted on coals is good. What was the kasha with the brisa with the, with the, with the, with the coals by the michvas eish? We said if it didn't say michva twice, we wouldn't include it. So that originally we were saying that there's a distinction between wood and metal. Now the Gemara says another answer. Ravina Amar Kroch Vitani. Ravina is, is changing which part of the brisa is in which part. This is the way he reads it. Michvas eish, ainli ela, shenifva beish, ubachelas. He sticks kachelas into the first part. If the the Torah only said Mechlasesh once, I would say it's only if it comes through a fire or a coal. How do I know bad ashes, the lime? How do I know any derivative of a fire? Even boiling water, how do I know that also commits Mechlasesh? It said Mechva twice. So according to Ravina, he puts coals into the thing that I would assume is like fire. Originally, if you look at the text of the Bryce, it said, I would only know fire. How do I know coals? It's only coals I only know because of the extra pasuk. That's why the Gemara was asking me kash and red. According to Ravina, coals are part of what I would have known without the second michva. I would only have known fire or coals. How do I know other things? So according to Ravina, coals are part of Aish just intuitively. So it comes out a huge difference between the two answers of the Gemara. According to the first answer, the Gemara, metal coal is not called fire. If you roast the carbon pasuk over metal, a metal coal wouldn't be kosher. According to Ravina, metal flickering coals are considered Aish. And if you roast the carbon pasuk over them, they would be considered fire. Says the Gemara, Rav Aramim, Now, Vaiter, discussing Rebbe's position. Did Rebbe really say, Gecholim are called fire aminu? Look at the price. See, here we're talking about, right? It says on Parsha Zacharimos, Vlokach HaKohen. It says that he should take Meloam Achta, Gachli Eish, Me'alam Mizbech. So he goes to the Mizbech, to the outer Mizbech. He takes a fire pan, he fills it up with coals, and then he pours, right? He comes in, he's holding the Ketoros on one hand, the Gecholim on the other hand, comes into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and he pours it on, right? That's the Avodah that the Kohen does. So he's taking coals. So what does the Brizer say? So if, 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 it says in the Pazah, Gachalei 
Eish. Coals of fire. So the bride should go through it. If it only said to take coals, I would think you should take coals which are already dimmed. Right? Everyone, under, you know when you get at the barbecue, right? There's a difference between the lush, uh, uh, and almost. Lochoshos means when they're flickering. Almost means when they're died. Of course, there's still heat there. There's fire inside. But the point is that it's, it's not flickering anymore. So if it would have just said, I would say you should take the dimmed ones. So it says, I would say you should only take fire. If it would have just said fire, I would say you should take an actual flame. So it says coals. So which one is it? How does the coin fulfill? What's gachle eish? Maybe even Allah shows so you should bring from the flickering coals that are on top of the mizbech. So now first we analyze the price and realize it. And realize there's a problem in Eubay. Hagufa Kashri is an inherent contradiction. Your first reaction was that if the Torah had only said coals, you would say that they should dafka be coals that are going out. And that would be mashma that what are flickering coals? Flickering coals would be called Ish, not Gecholim. In other words, I would say flickering coals aren't coals. Almaloch shows Ishinu. I would say flickering coals are called fire and not coals. That was your reaction. You said if it would say coals, I would say coals that are going out. But Ema Seifa, look at the end of the bride, say Eish, if it only said Eish, what would I say? Yachol Shalavis, I would have to make a flame. Meaning, not even flickering coals, a flame Amish. But then, oh, the Torah said coals. It sounds like a flickering coal is not considered a fire. So we have a self-contradiction in the price huh, about the status of flickering coals. Are flickering coals called coals or are they called fire? This is what really is going on in the price. The Pasik says to take coals. I would say if it says to take coals, I could say take flickering coals, take coals that are dimmed a little bit, whatever coals you take, coals are coals. That's the Havamina originally. The Torah says, no, it has to be what type of Gechalim? Gechalim of Eish. So Eish, had it only said Eish, I would say you have to, I would say you actually take a fire and not any types of coal. So it says shows you at the end of the day, the analysis is to bring from flickering coals. So now we've explained the price. So let's make sure this is clear. The Gecholim themselves would be mashma, any type of coal. Both the dim coals, omamos, both loch shows would be gachle. Had it only said esh, this is where the key part kicks in. Had it only said esh, I would say no types of coals, only a live flame. Now it says gachle esh, and I say it means flickering flames. That's the net final analysis of the price. So what do we see here? It says Rava, You see that if the Torah had only said esh, what would I have said? You have to bring a flame, not even a flickering coal. Flickering coal would not be good enough. That's what the Bryce has said. E-H, if had it just said H, I would have said even flickering coals are no good. It's only because it said Gachle H that we include the flickering coals. So Kasha the Rebbe, that's a Kasha and Rebbe. Rebbe was saying that if you rose the carbon Pasach on coals, it's called Sli H because flickering coals are called H. Here we say had the Torah said H and not Gachle H, I would have excluded even flickering coals. That's Rav's question. So the Gemara says, no, 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 you got the Brisa. You didn't understand what the Brisa was really saying. So we reinterpret the Brisa for a third time here. Amar Abai, Tritzach, explain the Brisa like this. Gachle, if it had just said coals, Yachal omamos v'lolokshos. I would say coals, the word coals imply only dim coals and not flickering coals because flickering coals are called Eish. So if it just said Gachle, I would say what? Not flickering coals. Talmud Omar Eish, so the Torah had to say Eish. If it would have just said Eish, I would say if you want 
you could bring fire or flickering coals. That's what we're reinterpreting. Eish doesn't mean I would say you must bring a flame and not a flickering coal. That's not true. A flickering coal is also called Eish. But I would say you have the option of bringing either a flame or a flickering coal. Therefore, the Torah says, and Eish. You bring from the flickering coal. So according to this, the point's like this. Eish is implies either a flame or flickering coals. The word gachale itself, I would have thought, was only dim coals. So gachale Eish together means flickering coals. So we, we have defended Rebbe that, that flickering coals and Islam is included in the word of Ish. It says the Gemara, we don't buy that. We don't buy a bias suggestion. Amar Rava, Let's say the Torah had just said Eish, without Gachalim. What would the Haddin have been? You said the Din would have been. You could either bring flickering coals or a flame itself. Come on, is there really a half a minute you could bring a flame? How would a person bring a flame without coals? What would that mean? You take the, the frying pan here, you smear it with oil, and you just light it up a fire, right? You just light up a fire on, 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 right on the oil without any, any coals whatsoever. Why would I need a posik to exclude the Kohen Gadol from doing that? Meaning, in order to exclude that, the Torah had to say, Would anyone in their right minds have thought that the Kohen Gadol would do that? Even in front of a, a human king, you don't do that because it's such a weird, a weird way of doing it. There's so much smoke when you do that, right? Because there's nothing to like hold, hold the fire. It's just boom, right? So the name of and of course you don't burn the ketayrus in front of Hashem in such a way. So obviously we need coals. So now we're back to square one because we said like this: you would have only thought dim coals. I would have said it means either a flame or flickering coals. only flickering coals. That 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 poss- that explanation is no good because no one would have said eh. No one would have said to take a fiery flame because that's inappropriate. It's not respectful in front of the king. Ela Amarava, finally we get a fourth last interpretation here of the Brisa. Tarit Sahi answer as follows. Gachle, had it just said Gachle, Yacha almost will loshas. I would say take the dim coals and not the flickering ones. Tamalomar Ish. So it says Ish. And again, Ish with defending going like Rebbe includes flickering coals. But what this is the hard part. Eish, if it would just said Ish, Yachel maybe Mechsa Gachalas U Mechsa shall have us. I would say what you should do is Take it in a situation where it's half coal and half flame. Meaning there is a coal. It's not just smearing oil. There is a coal, but there are leaping flames out of the coal. Half coal, half flame. And on the Isle of Gave, by the time the Kohen Gadol reaches the Kodesh HaKadoshim, have a Kula Gachelos. It will turn completely into a coal. That's what I would think. When he takes the coals off the Mizbeach, they should be Gachli Eish. At the time that he takes it, off in the Mizbeach originally, it has to only be coals. So according to this interpretation, everybody for sure agrees with Rabbi. That's for sure. Fl- flickering coals are called Eish. That's A. We got that out of the way. What did the Bryce mean? E-Eish, Yachel shall have us. It meant that I would say it's acceptable that he takes off the Mizbeach coals that are also have half flames with them. And the Pasuk is saying that's not acceptable. When he, the Shas Lekicha, when the Kohen uses his fire pan to take the coals off the outer Mizbeach, they have to be coals that have no flames jumping out of them, but they must be coals that they themselves are just flickering. So bottom line is we have defended Rebbe. That's what we want. What we want is that flickering coals are called, are called Ish. All right, now the Gemara just cleans up a little spelling for us. Yibayiluhu, omamos or omamos. The word omamos that the coals are dim, is it with an aleph or an ayin? So in that Pasuk, we see that it is spelled with an ayin when the Pasuk there is referring to the word of dimming. 
So we're talking about that, uh, that, that there's some sort of splendor that which will not, will not dim lo amamu, and it says it with an eye, and so we see that uh, it's spelled with an eye. Okay, wonderful. So now that we got that whole sugya about what is ish and what is not, now we move on to a new issue. And this next sugya, this next thing is tremendous, tremendous influence on a lot of, a lot of shulchan archeradeya with, um, with Basra and Chalav and Taruvis, because the issue here in front of us is that you have to fire roast the, the carbon pesach directly with the fire. Any meat which is not directly roasted in front of the fire is not going to be acceptable to eat. It's going to be quote unquote treif. Remember, we learned this about a lav or an iser essay back on Dafim Aleph. Any meat which is not fire roasted, you're not allowed to eat. It's more than just, you know, you can't give that. It's treif. It's mamish unacceptable. It's a lav in the Torah to eat it. So what happens, says the mission, if the dead carcass of the animal touches the earthenware oven, it touches the oven surface. So what's, what's going to happen is that that little piece of the meat which touched the oven is slim. What's not directly fire roasted because the oven is hot and the oven is viewed as holding as being something that's helping it cook. It's not just directly exposed to the fire, but it's also touching another thing which is hot, which is assisting the cooking. So that little piece, which touched, what's the din? Yikol of his You have to peel away the spot. But it's very important you say it over here. It doesn't answer more than a, the, just a tiny amount of meat which touched the spot. As long as I peel away the meat which touched the oven, the rest is good. In other words, the treif part of the meat just remains where it is. It doesn't go any further. Not but let's say some of the gravy drips. In other words, the, the, the natural gravy. You're not boiling the carbon but the natural juices in the animal, it's producing gravy. It drips out onto the other way. It splatters, it touches the oven, and then it jumps back. It splatters back onto it. Then now, what's the halacha? I have to remove the entire place. The entire place that it came back in, I have to remove. Why? What's the pshat? What the pshat is, is because that little gravy becomes treif. Why? Because it comes nitzla not only directly from the fire, but only, but also because of the oven. When it now comes back in, this juice, this gravy, that goes a little bit more than just the surface. It's going to go a little bit more of a significant area where it makes contact back with the meat. How much is its place? So whenever it says the lashon yitos makoma, it always means ka'ove a'etzpa, like the thickness of a finger. So it's not like the whole carbon is possible. Chas but the width of a finger of a finger's worth will now become not kosher. Not tomorrow as well. So let's, let's say a similar thing. Let's say some of the gravy dripped onto some flour. Yikmos is makomo. You have to remove a whole kmitza, like a whole handful of flour from its place because wherever it went in, whatever the, the handful little bit of, of flour now has the, the gravy, which is not kosher. So if someone smears the carbon pesach with oil of truma, if the group was all calling him, they could eat it because they could eat truma. But if it's Yisrael, Yisrael's not allowed to eat truma. So if the carcass is a raw, if it's raw meat, so all you have to do is rinse it off. Very big Yisrael. Raw meat that comes in contact with something that can't be eaten, it does not absorb. It does not absorb. As long as you would just wash off the meat, everything would be fine. But if it was a roasted piece of meat, now it does absorb, even though the oil is cold. But since it's a meat, since it's a meat which is roasted, it has some absorbance. You have to peel off the outer layer. So if you have the, the, the non-kosher, so to speak, oil, it's because it's not kosher for the czar, that's smeared onto the outside, then you have to peel off the outer layer. You can't charge the value of the, of the, of, of the, value of the shaman to the people of the group. You're never allowed to sell Meister Shaman Yerushalayim. So you, don't, you can't charge for that. That's not what you're allowed to do. So if you smear, you eat it, but there's no selling the value in Yerushalayim. It's considered a disgrace to Meister Shaman to ever sell it. 
it. It's a disgrace. It's a bizarre to the Kedusha. So you just leave it the way that it is and we'll, we'll pick up from here tomorrow.